0: Today seems like a great day to dive in, so let's do that. So y'all know how I'm always telling y'all to reach your Bible right because it's like a soap opera. I be like, reach our Bible because it's better to know the Bible. So when people say it out loud, you be like, oh, I know where that's from because I can't tell y'all. Let me tell y'all how hype I be. Like, let me pause because I didn't got excited already at the front. Like it's too early, but no, for real, I be excited when I watch sermons and they say a scripture that I know. I'd be like, I know that I know like y'all be hype, like, because it's a different kind of flex when you can say, you know, that verse in the Bible, like that, the fact that you taking the time to actually getting to know God and not letting somebody just tell you what they want to tell you, because if I'm being honest, people tell you what they want to tell you, but every scripture that you get is not meant for you because it wasn't meant to be said to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how to explain it in a better way. Like sometimes God just speaks to you and you alone. And sometimes I share, you know, what God speaks to me and me alone, because sometimes it can help other people. But if it doesn't apply what they say, let it fly. So you can't take everything that everybody says, you know, to heart without checking for yourself. And that's where the Bible comes in. Right. Saying that to say this, my baby son, he's my youngest. So he's seven. He's the type of kid that asks questions on questions on questions. Like last week, he asked me if God is the highest. Who's who's in control of God? Like who runs God? And I said, "Well, God is the highest. There's no one above him." He was like, "Yeah, but somebody had to make him. So, who made him?" And I'm like, "He's the highest. Nobody's above him." Anything else? Let's pray about it and ask like I'm just going to go with what I said because that's what I know to be true, right? Kids. So, then he asked me recently. He said, "Mom, Does God control everything, even the sea? And I was like, yeah, he controls the sea. I said, because remember now y'all, I be telling y'all to read y'all Bible. I go over the Bible with my kids and I go over it with them. In the amount that fits the age. Because when I tell y'all the Bible is like a soap opera, I mean it. So just like when you watch TV shows or you let your kids watch certain things and it says TVG or TV 14 or TV 13, the Bible is like that for me in stages when it comes to my son. He's seven. So I've read him certain parts in the Bible, but certain parts in the Bible, we ain't got to yet because you ain't ready for that. And I ain't ready for the questions that come with it. Okay. Okay. So he asked me, does God control the sea? And we've went over Exodus, right? And Exodus is when the Egyptians are... Controlling the Israelites and God is trying to pull the Israelites away from the Egyptians and he's hardening their hearts and, you know, making it to where they gotta keep, Moses gotta keep coming back, asking the question for them to say no. So he finally pulled them away. And this is when they get ready to part, you know, he's getting ready to part the Red Sea. Like they ain't going around to the see, they going in to see, right? So I told my son, I said, remember the story when Moses parted the Red Sea because God told him to do so. And he responded and said, yeah, because then he closed the sea on top of the bad guys that were following behind them. Isn't that crazy? He asked me a question, expecting for me to give him the answer. He ended up answering it himself. He answered his, does God control the sea? himself Based off of, me taking the time to explain the Bible to him based off me taking the time to allow him to get to know God for himself. So I feel like that's important because God is in control of everything. And sometimes we lose sight in that based off what we're, you know, what we're going through. And we feel like we can't take the extra time to get to, you know, get to know God and be able to read the Bible because it's a whole nother thing. Y'all know to read the Bible and understand that God is God, right? but when you're going through things, it don't feel like it's the Bible. Ain't it, ain't it ain't where I need it to be at this moment, but it's just the fact that we don't take the time to get to know it as much as we know him. Because let me tell y'all something. When I don't read my Bible, I feel uneasy. I get annoyed. I feel like, Oh, I haven't took the time to talk to God today. Like it, it's a feeling that I cannot explain. And if you read your Bible all the time, maybe you understand what I'm saying, but it's a feeling I when I tell you, I can't even explain the feeling. I can't even explain the feeling. It just feels like this uneasiness that comes with not spending time with God, and this is once you start doing it. Because when you don't do it every day, you're not going to notice a difference because it's something that you don't do. But you know how when you do something every day, and if you don't do it, you just feel like, oh, I didn't get to do that today. Like, say if you start working out and you've been working out nonstop, going, 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 then you miss a day, and then that day turn into a week, and you like, all right, like you slacking, you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing, like you not staying consistent right? So when it comes to reading your Bible consistently, you can see a difference in you, your attitude, your movements, like how you go about life. You just see a difference and and it holds you to a higher standard as well. Like you feel like, Oh, I shouldn't do this because if I do this, I mean, I read about this and it said that, well, let me pray about it. Like you're more inclined to pray after you start reading your Bible. I feel like then you are, when you're not, because when you're not reading your Bible and most of the time, we only pray when we going through stuff like, God, please take me out of this. God, please help me get over this. God, this ain't working out of my favor. Please push this into my favor. Like, I feel like we do that when we don't read our Bible every day. Right. But when you read your Bible every day, even through little things, even through things that you just want to be better, even through things that you thinking about doing that, you know, in your mind and in your heart, you don't feel like it's okay. You pray about it. And it, like I said, it could just be my opinion, but this is just me on the outside looking in. So I'm telling y'all about Exodus, um, but I don't know if y'all know where it is in the Bible where he brought it the red sea. So of course, me being me, I'm gonna tell y'all. So in Exodus fourteen. At verse 21, it says, Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strange east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with the wall of water on their right and on their left. And let's just stop there real quick. Do you know how terrifying that is? In the middle of a sea, walking? And there's water on either side at any moment. This can come down at any moment. And the Israelites, if you know the Israelites, you know the Israelites. I don't know what they was thinking, but them was some hard-headed people, just like we be being hard-headed, right? We don't be one to believe and trust in anything, even though it's right in our face. It's right in their face that God can split the seas, right? But that doesn't stop them from being them. So to go back into it. So I, I was in 14, 21. Through 22, but I'm gonna skip to the back when the Egyptians started chasing after them. So at 14, starting at verse 26, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians in their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak, the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it. And the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen, the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea. Not one of them survived. So God, he had the Israelites so strong that he parted the sea because at the end of the day, if I would have went around the sea, it would have took me too long. He, this is the crazy part. God would have made a way out of no way, right? but he did it so slick. I could make them go around. It'll take them longer because as much as they complaining, I mean, what would it stop? But I brought them out of this situation. I brought them out of this situation and I'm going to continue to lead them out of this situation so so I can continue to show them who I am and what I can do, which is why he had Moses part the Red Sea to show them, this is what I can do. Because we again, we act like we have to see everything. We don't have to see it. But he gave them the luxury at that moment to be able to see it. He also gave them the luxury to be able to see what he did after they passed. Oh, this is your enemy. Okay, watch what I do with your enemy. So my son is asking questions that a lot of adults ask who still don't have the answers, who still don't believe that God is that God. He is that God. He is the God who has your front and your back. He is the God that has your up and your down. He's the God who has everything that has to do with you. All we have to do is take the time and realize that he is God. He's that God, the only God, and he got you and he got your back, period. I love y'all. Be back.